Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. In this episode, you'll hear about how prescription drug costs work for Americans with Medicare and Medicaid, and a bit about how someone might seek information about different health plans. Guest Ryan McCoslin is a member of the Bernard Health Team that specializes in helping individuals and employers find affordable insurance solutions. Today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Ryan McCoslin, is a member of the Bernard Health Team and will be sharing with us how prescription drug costs work for Americans with Medicare and Medicaid and why that matters for all of us. Healthcare professionals, including pharmacists and patients, should be knowledgeable about insurance benefits. And Bernard Health specializes in helping individuals and employers find affordable health care solutions. Ryan, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Glad to be here, Hillary. Well, thanks for joining us. And Ryan, if you could fill in any gaps from that intro with a little bit more background, maybe on Bernard Health and what your role is there. Yeah, glad to do that. Um, so... Bernard Health is headquartered here in Nashville. Um, We help people in all 50 states, though, and we've designed software and processes to help people do a better job of planning for healthcare costs. We've been helping individuals and families since 2010, and our team has helped thousands and thousands of people all over the country figure out Medicare and Medicaid, healthcare.gov, and everything else health insurance touches. Um, You know, a lot of people tell us that figuring out health insurance these days is more like filing taxes than buying car insurance, and and those are the kinds of problems that we solve. Awesome. So, Ryan, how would people find out or how do people know to get in touch with you at Bernard? Yeah, the the short answer is that um, we work with employers, um, also with financial advisors and wealth managers, and even with healthcare providers like hospitals um, and behavioral health companies to make sure that their patients or their employees get access to the best advice uh, possible. Awesome. And, you know, Ryan, pharmacists have to deal with insurance questions uh, a good bit of the time from patients, especially if they're uh, focused in the retail setting at, you know, a Walgreens or CVS or other type of retail pharmacy, what are some tips that you might share with how we might recommend solutions for patients asking in that setting? Yeah, I want to give you a mindful answer. And, 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 and you know, the most obvious and direct answer to that question, Hillary, is that for people who have access to coverage through Medicare, the best tool possible is through uh, Medicare.gov's drug comparison tool. If you're not familiar with it, it, it's it's as good a tool as we've found when it comes to comparing all the different options available. Now, that's not where you should stop, but it's where people should start. That's very helpful. 
And so, Ryan, speaking of Medicare, could you tell us a little bit more about how prescription drug costs work for Americans with Medicare and Medicaid? I can. So Medicare and Medicaid affect the drug prices all of us pay, um, even if we don't have coverage through those programs. And when I say it affects all of us, I'm not even just talking about Americans. I mean humanity. The U.S. is just 4.6% of the world's population, um, but we're 32% of the world's drug revenue. And the majority of that drug revenue is Medicare. I think in 2014, Medicare spent something like $112 billion on drugs. Um, and that's just over 10% of the global revenue for all of pharma that year. So Medicare matters. Well, I guess I'll leave it there for now, but there's a lot more I can say about that. <laughs> so Ryan, I know that uh, CMS does a lot of star ratings and different measures to evaluate insurance plans. Do you typically advise patients to look at those types of ratings or are there other techniques that you use when looking at different Medicare type, Medicare plans? So, so the star ratings are, are, are one consideration in evaluating Medicare drug plans. Um, in our experience, they do a pretty good job of evaluating, uh, you know, how well a pre prescription drug plan is meeting the criteria that, that CMS has laid out. Um, but, but I tell you, Hillary, it doesn't necessarily translate to uh, member experience all the time. Um, and just because a plan has a three-star versus a four-star rating, um, that doesn't necessarily mean you should pick the four-star plan if it doesn't meet all of your other needs. And, and just to give you a little more on that, you know, in 2017, there are 746 Medicare prescription drug plans that are available across 34 different Medicare regions of the country. And most people have lots of options to choose from. Um, that number of options can range from 18 different prescription drug plans in Alaska to, to 24 in states like Tennessee, California, and Wisconsin. And 25 in New Jersey. They're, they're really going above and beyond in New Jersey, aren't they? Um, and, and most people pay for this prescription drug coverage. Uh, the average cost is about $35 a month. Um, and the monthly cost can range from as little as $14 a month to up to $179 um, for one plan in Colorado. You know, I guess between all those plans, people have more choice than ever before. But with more choice comes more complexity. And it's important to get it right because getting it right for an average American who has multiple prescription drugs can mean a difference of thousands of dollars in savings over, over the year. Absolutely. And, you know, there are so many Americans who are reaching that Medicare eligible age. And with all of the different programs out there, I'm glad to see unique uh, organizations like Bernard Health popping up to kind of help solve some of those questions. So Ryan, any tips or things that you might want to share about Medicaid? Sure. So, you know, prescription drug benefits um, is just one of the optional benefits that individual states may choose to provide to Medicaid recipients. Now, now, currently, all states offer outpatient prescription drug coverage. So, so the short answer, or I guess one thing to point out, is that all states offer prescription drug benefits to Medicaid recipients today. But, but Medicaid doesn't cover the cost of all prescription drugs. And, and here in Tennessee, most generic drugs are free to Medicaid beneficiaries. 
Um, but some non-preferred drugs or other brand name drugs might require a copay or not be covered at all. For example, Tennessee doesn't offer any Medicaid coverage for prescription vitamins and minerals, whereas Mississippi does. So each state can choose which medications they're willing to cover and which medications they won't. Uh, they can also set rules around prescription co-payments or shared costs. And there are limits placed on how much the state can make the patient pay for prescriptions covered by, by, by Medicaid benefits. It's important to point out that for someone who's transitioning to Medicaid or is recently eligible and is accustomed to, to having their drugs covered in a specific way, it's really important to look at the Medicaid um, formulary, which is just a fancy word for list of covered drugs, to, to find out which drugs are on that preferred list. Because it, it, it can work differently from you know, commercial health insurance coverage or Medicare. Sure, that's really helpful. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the federal programs, Medicare and Medicaid. Do you have any uh, insights into some of the commercial plans? I, I do. And I, I think maybe an interesting way to answer this question is, 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 is to point out that, you know, drug manufacturers set the price for their drugs wherever they think is appropriate. But I think it's important to point out there's a different paradigm to consider for the sake of this conversation. You know, the, the pharmaceutical company's paradigm is different from that of the mom who's buying the drug. The price that we pay in the U.S. when we have commercial coverage um, for, for a particular drug varies based on insurers and the government's ability to whittle down that manufacturer price. Um, and the ultimate price you pay at the pharmacy can vary from health plan to health plan and even from pharmacy to pharmacy for people with the same plan. Employers and insurance companies have third-party negotiators who discount, you know, the cost of the drug through pharmacies and drug manufacturers. So if you have coverage through your employer or even through, you know, an, a, an Obamacare plan, you're probably not paying full price. Uh, some negotiator you've never met or heard of is in a room with a spreadsheet and other representatives from a drug manufacturer and sometimes a pharmacy chain that, that, to end up, you know, deciding what you pay. Um, and I guess all of that may or may not be helpful context, but hopefully it's interesting. And, and what people who have commercial plans should probably do, Hillary, is um, one tool we found that's helpful is uh, uh, goodrx.com. Um, if your listeners aren't familiar with it, uh, check it out. I don't have any you know, uh, relationship with GoodRx, but it's a tool that we use um, because it does a pretty decent job of comparing the price of a given drug and, and, and any generic equivalents. Uh, in a given zip code across the pharmacies that have it available. Um, you know, it, it, it's still hard to figure out what you're going to pay based on the, the health plan that, that, that you have. Prescription drugs are easier to figure out than, you know, CT scans in the emergency room, but we still have a long way to go to, to getting to price transparency where people really know what they're going to pay. You're exactly right. I think there can be a lot of work there in making it transparent, not only for the patient, but, you know, for the provider. So when a patient presents to the doctor's office and, you know, the doctor was just visited by a pharmaceutical rep who has a brand new product out on the market, but it costs several hundred dollars, that's kind of going to be top of mind. Um, and so he may not know that uh, the copay card or 
discount card that is being given to the patient may not work or that it is going to result in a several hundred dollar copay for the patient. Um, and so looking at, you know, what are the costs or what's covered under that patient's insurance. So I really see some, um, a good opportunity in providing that patient's health plan formulary to the provider there when they're at the the office visit, because then hopefully the doctor can make a more informed uh, decision. And same at the pharmacy, having uh, an opportunity for the pharmacist to be able to know what the different uh, copay options are, uh, would just bringing a lot of transparency there. Uh, is going to be helpful. I think GoodRx is a really great resource. There are a lot of different resources. Of course, there are the $4 plans that Walmart and Kroger and some other uh, chain stores have developed. Uh, Walgreens and CVS have prescription discount savings clubs. If patients sign up for memberships uh, with them, Blink is a tool that is really great. It is uh, a feature where patients can download an app. Uh, They can look up the specific drugs, like you mentioned with GoodRx, and can actually pay for their prescription online before coming to the pharmacy. Uh, So that's something that you know, in practice, that is, that's, it's still a new tool. I I think that a lot of pharmacists and a lot of patients are used to dealing with those discount cards. Mm -hmm. And so this blink model is really something that's new, um, but, but could be a disruptor out there. Um, And then, you know, looking at kind of payment, uh, the drug channels and the payment channels for, um, healthcare insurance or prescription insurance is incredibly complex. I think one of the best models that I've seen is on drug channels. Adam Fine, he runs a a blog called Drug Channels, and he has a really great picture of that because there's another player in there too, which is the pharmacy benefit manager. So I think you know, as we look at what, how prescription drug costs come into play, it is a very complex process. Thanks for bringing that up. Really interesting to discuss and talk about. And, and it's definitely a hot topic right now as uh, the Senate has uh, some panels being led by our state senator, Lamar Alexander, who is looking at um, how drug prices are being made. So really interesting. It, it is. It is. And there's no silver bullet. You know, uh, one thing that's gotten a lot of attention uh, on Capitol Hill uh, during the campaign, especially last year, was that, you know, your listeners are probably aware it's illegal for Medicare to negotiate with drug companies. Um, sure. Other countries with national health care programs have government entities that either negotiate drug prices or decide not to cover drugs. They decide are too expensive, but that doesn't happen in the U.S. Um, and many people, including, you know, both of our presidential candidates last year, argued that this is silly. But there are lots of reasons we haven't seen the rules change yet. But I don't know. I don't. Again, there's no silver bullet. But a Reuters analysis from 2016 found the U.S. pays as many as seven times more than the U.K. for top-selling drugs. 
And, and smart people have been asking, should the U.S. really be shouldering that much burden? The, the U.S. is just 4.6% of the world's population, like I said, and 32% of the world's drug revenue. How do you think about that? You know, I think it's it's a really interesting question and an important topic. And I'm glad that we have a lot of people who are looking at that right now. Um, I think that it's going to be a lot of uh, collaborative work to hopefully untangle all of these uh, intricate payment models like the pharmacy pays the pharmacy benefit manager and the patient pays the pharmacy. And so it's, I think just probably opening up for it to be a little more transparent would certainly help. We've seen consumerism uh, really taking off uh, programs like MD Save, where you can search for, uh, you know, your colonoscopy or other surgical procedures are really successful. And I think that it's great that Americans are asking questions and wanting to find out, you know, why does my drug cost so much? So um, I hope that we'll be able to, to hopefully start coming to um, some solutions around that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And how savvy consumers really need to be in order to take advantage of all, you know, the, the, the savings opportunities that are available to, to, to keep their prices down for their family. Absolutely. I think we've all got to get a little bit more educated, but this has certainly been uh, interesting and kind of as one of our final questions, Ryan, um, do you have any advice that you would be able to tell individuals who are looking to secure insurance plans during this time of healthcare change? Yeah. Yeah. You know, most of us don't have to think about healthcare costs on a daily basis until we do. And, and when you're faced with handling those healthcare costs, a lot of people tell us they're in a position where it's really important to make the right decisions and almost impossible to feel confident that they're making the right decision. And, and so to start, Medicare beneficiaries should create a profile and research options on healthcare.gov. And, and, and if you don't feel comfortable using a computer, um, well, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but, but if you know someone um, like that, Make sure they schedule 15 minutes with a neighbor or relative who does, who can help begin to research options on Medicare.gov um, for this fall. And then everyone you know, who doesn't have access to Medicare but is managing health care costs through commercial coverage should check out those tools that you mentioned, Hillary, as well as GoodRx.com to, to, to begin to understand what coupons are available um, from drug manufacturers and how the pricing may vary from one pharmacy to another. Um, and then finally, you know, my team at Bernard Health isn't big enough yet to solve all the problems in healthcare, but we're trying to fix that. Um, and just one brief plug, if you know someone who's looking for the best first job in a non-clinical healthcare career, please, please share Bernard Health with them. Google us. Um, we're growing and hiring and we need help solving these problems. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for spending some time with us on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. And I think that our listeners will definitely find some valuable information throughout this discussion. Thank you, Hillary. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast rating and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, 
Connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. I hope you all enjoyed hearing a little bit about the hot topic of drug prices and insurance plans. While some of this drug pricing can definitely be a bit controversial, I hope that you'll just take away uh, some of the key facts that we shared about being savvy consumers. I appreciate Ryan's time sharing a little bit about Bernard Health as that is an option for helping with handling all of the different complexities of insurance plans. Stay tuned for next week's episode and be sure to check us out over on the Facebook page and we're going to be adding some more content to the website www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Please let us know what you think. Uh, Let me know at... Hillary Blackburn on LinkedIn and rate and review us if you're enjoying this and definitely share it with friends. Thanks so much.